Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra-strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cat, just. Cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh, Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bats. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, April 15th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Just TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on this good Friday. We're not sure where Nick Roush is, but assuming he'll probably join us at some point this morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. It's the weekend, especially true for your boy JK47 and myself. That Ooh. is our producer, Justin Kalen. Justin, how are you? I'm good. I uh, likely wish I was still sleeping like I think Roush probably is. He had poker last night, so I assume things might have gotten a little crazy at poker. He might have hung in there till the end and won. Who knows? But uh, I'm good. I, it's, it is Friday. You mentioned it's officially our weekend. I know we're both golfing today, so life is life is good on this side of the river for sure. How about for you? How are you today? Where are you? Thanks for asking. Doing well. We're doing, so it's a, one of my best friends, bachelor party weekend, but kind of doing a, a stay in the state bachelor weekend. But we got it started last night, just had a few drinks, kind of talked over some plans. That was great. And then today, yeah, we, we get it started. Uh, tea time, using the big exports radio golf card, going to be a really, really nice day. Nick Roush has joined us, late arrival. Roush, I, what's up, buddy? I uh, I did some research this morning. Turns out Thornton's coffee, very good still. Very good. That's great. Uh, yeah. More of why, why, why are you late? Well, 
maybe some of that research. I, I did the thing, TJ, where I went to my clock on the way back from dropping Duke off at my parents' house. I was like, can I make it? Yeah, I, I can make it at a stop at Thornton's. Um, I, I might have been better suited if I did not, I didn't have my mic set up back at the house. So I came back and then I, I had to look for my microphone. I lost my microphone. There's my excuse. You is sound good, great. You sound, I mean, the, at least the quality is good. At least it's not one of those things where you're late and then you come on and it's like. Ah. Right, right. I, I just come on and sound like Trevor Kelsey. No, I, I, I do at least <laughs> sound good. Um, I do not sound like somebody killed a cat here. And I'm rocking, I'm rolling, and I'm ready to go. Happy Friday, everybody. Good Friday to you, sir. Whoa. Yeah. I always felt like that was a uh, poorly named, and isn't it technically a bad Friday? I, you know, that, I think we, I think that gets discussed every Good Friday, and I'm, I'm with you. It, it seemed many would call it in the moment the opposite of good. Everything that took place that Friday, however, were they just trying to be ironic? You know, <laughs> yeah, Good Friday wasn't it, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was more of a rooster, not a crow. No, it, it, it well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the cock crows. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, you don't have Easter without the Good Friday and without the suffering. There's a lot of life lessons there. We will certainly not talk about them, most likely. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Before you joined us, Roush, Justin, and I were just kind of gushing about how excited we are for this weekend, especially for today. Yesterday was beautiful after the storms on Wednesday. Today is going to be even nicer. And then tomorrow should be really nice as well. I'm sure Keeneland will be rocking and rolling mm -hmm. both days. Really probably all weekend. Well, I don't know if they're open Easter, but they probably are. It'd be silly probably not to be. But it should be rocking all weekend for Keeneland. That's good for them. There's going to be some big visitors on UK's campus this weekend. Never hurts to have the weather nice. The men all dressed up nice, the women in sundresses, and let them take in everything the bluegrass region has to offer, uh, which is mostly basketball. But the non-basketball parts, absolutely stunning. So we're all excited, and we hope that you're excited to listen to Kentucky Roll Call this morning. We go 7-9, Monday through Friday. Roush had poker night. I went out and met up with some friends. Roush, if you're anything like me, cornbread hint morning. Yeah. Yeah, cornbread hint morning. Also, still doing the still in the workout train. So that you animal hand, hand in hand, uh, cornbread hemp. Uh, I unfortunately though waited. D don't be like me and wait until you need it before you place your order. I'm behind. Use that promo code PigX right now. Right now, go to cornbreadhemp.com. Use the promo code PigX. Get thirty percent off the extra strength. CBD gummies, they're fantastic. They'll help you in more ways than one. Check them out today. And, and TJ, it's one of those things where I hope we're not going in one ear, not the other, because we practice what we preach, and cornbread hemp really is fantastic. And you, you're right. It can help in one in one way more than another. If you just feel like you're, and I'm not saying that this will be the end-all, be-our cure. If you just kind of feel like you're stuck or you know, mentally you're stressed out, really give it a shot. We talk about the aches and pains aspect of it, but it really can just, it seems like it kind of ease your mind a little bit. No, you don't get stoned or high or anything like that, but it, it just, it's a, it's a bit of relaxation that I think a lot of people don't know about. And you'll save 30% from using the promo code big X. They sponsor our podcast. You can get podcasts anywhere. Just search for Kentucky roll call, Spotify, iHeart, 
iTunes. We're pretty much everywhere for the podcast. And we're appreciative of Cornbread Hemp. They're doing some 420 specials next week, but I promise you, you ain't going to be saving 30% on them. So keep using that Big X promo code and saving you some of that sweet, sweet cheddar. Uh, speaking of sweet, sweet cheddar, it will continue to go across state lines when it comes to sports gambling. Officially, official, absolute disaster, a predictable disaster. Yep. You could see it coming like a slow train wreck, unfortunately. A lot of fine folks like myself, Matt Jones, pretty much anybody with a brain was doing whatever they could. And credit Nick to your former ex-boss because he was basically just calling people out. He was getting the names of the people out there that were saying no to it. Of course, we won't know everybody that will say no to it because they didn't take a vote on it. Really embarrassing night for our state. Really embarrassing night for the majority of the Republican Party in our state. And we'll touch on politics here and there, but we never really dive in head first. It was a... It, it was a pathetic night. It was a night that a lot of representatives said, we don't care what the majority of the people in this state want. We are the people in power and we're not doing this. We're not doing this for no good reason. Not one good reason was provided because there is no good reason. No, no, no. There's no good reason for a state that has horse racing, lottery, Keno, you know, we go through the whole thing again. We do it frequently to say no to sports gambling. Uh, that one goober said, I'm worried about games being fixed. That's just, that's the idiocracy that we are up against. Though That's the line of thinking somehow that needs to be convinced otherwise. I think that goober is going to be out of office, so that's good news. But here's what we need to do. Anybody running for state Senate moving forward, Democrat, Republican, they need to be pressured into answering where they stand on sports gambling. And if the answer is no, or I'm not sure, or I need to see more, it, it, anything but a resounding yes, let me know, and I'll do whatever I can to make sure that person's not elected. What does that mean? Don't know. I'll I'll start Twitter accounts. I'll go to that person's county, and whoever they're running against, I'll be their, whoever's running against them, I should say, I'll be their biggest supporter and advocate. Millions, tens of millions. And at some point, it's going to be hundreds of millions, maybe already there, is going across state lines and not getting back into our Kentucky communities. Jobs are not being created. It's a joke and not a very funny one because it's incredibly serious. So for another year, another year plus, mm -hmm. really, probably another 18 months at best, we'll yeah. have the pleasure of crossing over to Indiana. Maybe you live close to the Ohio border. You'll go there. Maybe you'll live close to West Virginia. You'll go there. Maybe you live close to Virginia. You'll go there. Maybe you live close to North Carolina. You'll go there. Maybe you live close to Tennessee. You'll go there. Missouri, if you live close there, guess what, baby? They're opening up shop too. Wow. Illinois, already, Illinois already has it. Kentucky now a landlocked state surrounded by sports gambling, and we are an abyss of pathetic. <laughs> oh, man. And, TJ, I've reached the point, too, where – I mean, it, we're probably just going to be waiting until, I mean, my, my kid is probably going to be driving across the bridge to make bets 20 years from now. That that That's how optimistic I am because, and you know what, though? I do think it is a good lesson for folks from the state of Kentucky. We don't often actually, as much as people now like to make a big stink about politics, 
politicians rarely affect our daily lives. What they do, do for you know, 85, 90% of the people out there, what politicians do don't directly impact you every day. This is an example where they could impact you and for many in a positive way every single day. And it just goes to show you that it only takes a small minority to not get anything done. And it, sadly, in our world, the, 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 the small, loud minority controls way too much of what people talk about, what they discuss, and what they do. And this is another example of it. It's, it, I, I hate to say that it's like us fighting the good fight, uh, if you will, or uh, like getting, getting in fights with anonymous Twitter, Twitter trolls online and bringing that to here. But a lot of just the, 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 the select few get to control the narrative. And it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame that, that you can't even take a vote. Can't even take a vote. And it's all because not only, I mean, they, they had enough votes to pass it but they just didn't have enough votes in their party. That's how dumb it is. It's all over optics and, well, we can't be the party that looks like it's dragging its feet. We don't want to give the Democratic governor a good photo op. We can't be doing all this. It's just, it's it's silly, TJ. It's nonsensical. And this is just a pleasant reminder that even though sometimes sports can be really, really dumb, TJ, and we get lose our minds over it way too often, uh, politics, much dumber. Much, 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 much dumber and much more important. Um, and it's much it's, more it's important. Sad, really. It's sad. And the sad thing is the same people and people could be listening to us and say this about us. And a lot of times you'd be right. But, you know, sometimes we'll read text Roush or you'll see or you may overhear somebody at a bar talking sports and you'll be like, man, it's tough to imagine how that person can be so wrong. Like what it goes through their brain that can make mm -hmm. them so inaccurate. Like well, that's pretty wild to me. The thing we have to remember is like the same people playing politics are that dumb too. And the issue is exactly what you said. Uh, a harmless sports opinion is a harmless sports opinion. Thinking that medicinal marijuana is a gateway drug into the devil's lavatory is just mind-numbing dumb that actually hurts people. Like that line of – like a, a dumb sports opinion is a dumb sports opinion. I've got my issues with a lot of them. You've heard me talk about them the last month. Being so misguided, uninformed, misinformed, disinformed uh, on on such important topics that would benefit the state so greatly, it really does just borderline almost on like pure evil. I mean, people are suffering. They wouldn't even like the medicinal marijuana thing didn't really stand a chance. We were just hoping maybe they'd come to their senses on sports gambling, but sports gambling. It, it can cause issues. Yes, everything can cause issues, but it can also bring in hundreds of millions of dollars for something that we're already doing. You, it, it's absolutely nuts. And I and a buddy of mine corrected me last night. I was under the impression that like you had to have the majority of the the majority party in this case the the GOP. That's that's just I thought a, that, that was a, a norm. I thought it was a Kentucky law, but no, no it's just no. like policy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we we don't want to look bad. Which makes it which even, makes it even more embarrassing. And also in in blue states, they do something similar where blue has all the majority. So the you know the in, in this instance, a red state does it. It's just evil. It's not representative of what the people that you're elected to represent want. That's not the way that it should work. 
And it's disappointing. I mean, it's beyond disappointing. It's sadly not overly surprising. And these people got to, they got to go. They have to be voted out. They don't care about you. They don't care about Kentucky. That is very clear. And you know how we talk about like the mysteries of Duke recruiting. What is going on behind the scenes? They're, oh, it's unbelievable. There's no mystery behind the scenes with a lot of these people. A lot of them are just dumb humans. And if they're not dumb humans, they're paid for and bought by the horse industry. Yeah. And I have no doubt about it. They're, they're, the horse industry in Kentucky is not gung-ho for sports gambling yet. I don't think that they're against it as much as they once were. But I still think they're against it that much with casino gambling in the state. And I think a lot of these people also are just cowards. And um, they play politics. You know, you know what's funny, TJ, is last night I could make a wager at 1230 on a horse race 5,000 miles away in Australia, but I couldn't place a wager on the baseball games that were happening. Well, they almost, what's the difference in that? They almost act like everyone that lives in the state of Kentucky just has a limited amount of money, you know? Like, oh, they, they've only got $50 to bet this week. We want it to be on horse racing, when in reality, it's like people in Kentucky, they have more than $50 to bet. They can do $50 in horse racing, $50 in sports gambling. Like, what, What's the harm in that? I, I just don't get it either. What, what's funny, too, Justin, is th- they do want horse racing to be the only show in town, that's the sinister side of things, but they cloak it in like, well, gambling's bad for people, and we can't have that. And I, you know what, TJ? Nothing makes me happier than knowing that some people are higher and mightier than other people and can decide what other people should and shouldn't do. The moral arbiters of our world live in Frankfurt. Well, totally embarrassing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, not even like a half. I mean, the majority wanted sports gambling. Um, Stivers is the the worst in this situation. I love seeing Thayer get ratioed to Bolivia yesterday. That mm-hmm. was absolutely a gold mine. He is such a little worm that he is trying to wiggle. I'm for it. I I if somebody doesn't want it, what what can I do about it? Says the guy who overnight, when the Family Foundation put an injunction on the slot machines, he found a way to make it happen in less than 24 hours where the slot machines were going to stay and be legal. He calls them historical racing machines or whatever stupid BS he comes up with. But they're slot machines. It's casino Mm -hmm. gambling. It's a slot machine. You put money in. Uh, the place I was at last night had the slot machine set up there. A couple, pl- I've seen them all around Louisville now. I know KS Bar. I think Roush has some. Yeah. Uh, you know why these places like having them? They're money makers. I wonder what a casino could do in this state. You dinguses. So, <laughs> Stivers is the bad guy, but Thayer is not blameless, and the his coals, his feet need to be. Close to the coals, he needs to be feeling the heat from this because there's no doubt in my mind that if he went to his buddies. Maybe over, maybe over some bourbon. These guys love them some bourbon. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe yeah, over some wait, bourbon. wait, but, but TJ, that's a vice though. You can't do that in Kentucky, right? No, this is a good vice. Oh, it's a good okay, vice okay. It's I... a Kentucky vice, and it's good. Go, okay, okay. Wait, but weed is grown oh. in Kentucky. Is that good or bad? Well, some of the best weed in the the world is grown in Kentucky, just like some of the best of a lot of things are grown in Kentucky. And that is bad, though, because the devil. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, bourbon, I, I was, I was bourbon, having, having trouble keeping up. 
You know, what do the senators say is good for us? Can we do or can we not do? It's hard. It's hard to keep up with, and it sometimes can be a little tricky. A lot of it just goes back to what God has told them. Unfortunately, oh, okay. um, bourbon allowed. DOD. Getting blackout drunk on bourbon after you know two glasses—that is holier than just rolling up a fatty and having a nice little evening to yourself. Uh, so Thayer, that's a joke. He's lying. He's lying again. Uh, and let's also not forget that he was against sports gambling. If he ever says that he's been for it, he's been for it for a while. Uh, I specifically remember his listening to him on Larry Glover when he said, I, I need to look into it more. And this was like 2019. What did you need to look into more, you goober? You, I mean, it, so don't buy his shtick. If he wanted it passed, if he wanted his butt, if he wanted sports gambling in this state, he has enough. He has enough power to make it happen. And he's also the Senate floor majority leader, blah, blah, blah. Under his watch, every state around Kentucky will have sports gambling, will be profiting off sports gambling. And now they'll be sure to have Kentuckians cross over rivers or borders to go into their state to place bets as well. That all happened under his watch. He should be embarrassed by that. Even if he was, quote unquote, for sports gambling, I can only think of one time he publicly talked about why he's for it and it was like a 30 second clip and that's all if he was actually for it he should have looked he out for his partner. <laughs> he should have looked out for republicans and said hey we've got it pretty easy in this state and i'm not I, i'm not trying to like offend anybody with po politics this is just my opinion on the outlook of the state of kentucky republicans have it easy yeah. super easy to win races in the state mm -hmm. the thing you can't do is be matt bevin that's pretty much it just don't be Matt. Yeah, just bevin. don't insult a large portion of your constituents, aka teachers, maybe and, the largest profession in the state. And Matt Bevin still almost won you all. Like it was an <laughs> absolute layup for Bashir, and it ended up being closer than people thought. If you're a Republican in the state, life is easy when it comes to getting elected. Why do they make it complicated? Why do they do things that give people some ooh, maybe I do I do I want to? And I'm, I'm, even like the Democrats are like, I know it doesn't really matter. We're probably not going to win. But they see these opportunities of the right just being idiotic on just issues that are no brainers. And it's like they want to make things difficult for themselves. They want to make it, it makes people actually think about it. It's so silly. Like it, you I, I don't this isn't totally true. But if the Republicans in the state were just like slightly more progressive It'd be like a red utopia for conservatives that would want to be here. Uh, clean sweeps across the board. But if, you, no. if, you, if you just did the socially liberal things, you're still going to get elected. Uh, you yep. might you might tick off a few people, but you're still going to get elected and you'll be more popular among the people who normally wouldn't vote for you. Well said. I, I totally agree. I don't know why they do that. It's like and it's things that are going to happen again. Kentucky someday will have sports betting. So we'll look back at the decade that we didn't and wonder how much money. And I'm sure some reporter at that point will be able to come up with a figure. That's on these people. And it, was, it should never, ever be forgotten when these people are running for office or just in the general public. They are keeping hundreds of millions of dollars from coming back into this state and helping communities and places that need it, which is everywhere in Kentucky could use some more money everywhere in the state could use some help and 
we can't forget it, you all. It's a huge, like, you know, we have fun and we're going to have more fun here, but it's a huge deal. I mean, it's really disappointing. Yeah. It, I'm a proud Kentuckian, but these goobers sometimes just, they, it, it, they infuriate it, me. It would be funny if it wasn't actually impactful in a negative way. But the, the whole Mark Twain quote, I mean, it's ridiculous that in 2022, that we're still talking about. I mean, how long has medical marijuana been a thing nationwide in various states? I mean, since we were finishing high school a decade ago, it's yeah. The the whole uh, the whole uh, when in the world ends, I want to go to Kentucky because it'll happen twenty years later. I mean, it's sadly true in all the wrong ways. Yep, it really is. Uh, so that happened last night there, and not like a, sadly, that's what makes all this even worse too, is like, it wasn't a huge surprise, but there was, there was one more effort for trying to get people, trying to help people out, trying to help Thayer out, trying to help Stivers out, trying to help these folks out. So their place in history won't be what it is, but for me, it's solidified. They'll pass it next year. I would think, I would think, but it's, it's. Every every year pass was, I mean, just millions. I mean, millions of dollars. Hard to even wrap your brain around how much money. Every year it wasn't passed, just that's millions of dollars leaving the millions state. And Same millions applies and millions. for medicinal or recreational marijuana. Um, things that will take place in Kentucky at some point, and now we just count the dollar amounts and how much time they're wasting. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. You can't say you care about Kentuckians and then have something that's going on all over the country, especially all in our region. And just say, I, I'm not so sure about it. I don't think we've got the votes. And we're definitely not going to try to embarrass anybody by making them vote on it. So that way we can finally see who we need to go after. But we'll know. And let's not forget, folks. Like when these people, when they're, I don't care if it's a, I don't even know when any of these people are up. I know a couple of them are going to retire. But if there's a Senate race in Kentucky, it, we got to get the, the the candidate's opinion on sports gambling. No, it, no more. Got to vote these people out. All right, hour one done. We're gonna have more fun. We're gonna talk some basketball. Hour one. We're gonna get to the Thornton's text line as well. Half of uh, hour one. Segment one. <laughs> half half of half of hour one and segment one. Boom. We did really it. Had a, I've had it up to here, Scoots today. <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of here, Scoots. What the hell? <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Big F- F- call. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You You're unbelievable. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio 961 Yeah, yeah. Hope everybody found themselves a nice job at the Thorntons and Louisville Urban League mega hiring fair from yesterday. Sure, it was a great time. 
hope folks got jobs and gift cards and all that fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff at just the Thornton. You probably maybe get a job. I'm not 100% sure if the Thornton's near you is hiring or not. You'd have to find out for yourself. But I know you'll find some delicious donuts, some delicious breakfast sandwiches, mm-hmm. some fresh fruit inside of Thornton's. Perfect way to get your weekend started right. Get yourself a sweet treat. Get some for the entire office and pop by a Thornton's today. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo in, and Alex Cupper. Oh, I Justin. do have a funny personal story, but I think we need to wait till probably hour two to do that since we just kind of talk politics there for the first 30 minutes. But okay. remind me hour two for a funny personal anecdote. Yes, I was I was threatened. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Justin, have you tried their French toast sandwich yet at Thornton's? Yeah, I. I it's I mean if, if you're into that sort of thing it's really good but I can't for whatever reason have never been able to get past the sweetness on a breakfast sandwich like I've I've never been able to do that if I if I'm eating breakfast sandwich I want straight breakfast sandwich I don't I don't need any sweetness of syrup I, so that's just a personal opinion of mine I can't do the sweet with breakfast sandwiches but if you like it 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 is probably really really good for you or good and good for you okay. Because see, that, that's the thing is I love a syrup infused bread because I know that it's not good for me, but it's still sweet and tasty and delicious and I want it. So yeah. I, I was curious if you had tried it yet or yeah. not. You'll like it. You'll like it. But uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'm going to have to give it a go next time. I, go. I, I love that. I That Roush's best friend, the media member, radio host, he looks up to the most, says that he's threatened. And the first thing he says is, <laughs> hey, Scooch, you try the French toast sticks? French toast sandwich, sir. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. <laughs> you did, in oh, all fairness, delicious. in all fairness, you did say you wanted to bring that up an hour too. So I think Roush was in the right. Yeah, to but move at least on. once I dropped the threatened part, Roush could be like, "Are you okay? Can I help out?" But no, just worried about it. I said, "Wow," and I think good tea. Toast sandwich. I was <laughs> complimentary <laughs> of your teas. That was a great tease. <laughs> Can I also say that I think it's bogus. We can't eat meat today. Yeah. Yeah. I say it every Good Friday. I say after three o'clock, wherever you are, local time, meat's allowed. Once Jesus passes, meat, green light. So like lunch, okay, your last fish sandwich. Boom, after the suffering's over, bada boom, bada bing, you're back on the meat train. A little oh, personal my. philosophy that is not followed by the church. DJ just loves getting on the meat train. Meat train, I've full steam ahead. Last Friday, having to, and the no fried food Lent was tough. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. I'm happy to just go knee deep in fried food on Sunday. The wife was like, "Do you want me to get you Chick Fil A so Sunday you can have some like Chick Fil A fried food waiting for you?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life." Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> wake up on sunday morning and have some chick-fil-a waiting for me as my, <laughs> my easter as my easter present that would be that'd be a great way to spend easter um roush was right folks he was right no adam miller this weekend ah i did it i did job, it buddy. thanks thanks but there, but there still will be reeves correct and there still will be another miller the leonard variety yes yes who Said that he's down to three options, Kentucky, Arizona, and the G League. After his trip to Kentucky, he's going to take his talents to Arizona's Tucson, right? A Tucson is a city in Arizona, correct. 
Which is that? That is that where the school is? Yeah, it's Tucson. Yeah, yeah. So and then he's gonna go to Tucson. Um, I I don't know how confident folks are, but I think that's a good thing, right? Gotta be a good thing. You're you're one of three, and you get the technically the the first visit, even though he quote unquote. Just don't let the- that kid even lay eyes on a classroom. If if he is so G League driven, it must mean school's not his favorite thing. That's all right. A lot of folks don't love school. Just hide hide the campus altogether. Just show like the practice facility, the dorms, and then boom, straight to Keeneland. Oh yeah, big like home. the Nil Department, wherever that is too. Let them know how much money will be made. Big recruiting weekend for Keeneland. Huge, huge, absolutely colossal. I, if somebody out there knows more about this than me, I thought about getting a guest on, but it was kind of too late in the game to do that, unfortunately. I'd love to know how Livingston. There's some highlights out there of him. I'm getting more excited about him, which I think. If you've listened to Kentucky Roll Call long enough, 7-9, Monday through Friday, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. You've heard me say I'm much more excited about Casey Wallace. Not that I didn't like Livingston. I just, he was going to be like, what will he be come March? Because I, I, he'll probably be at his best come March. There'll probably be some growing pains before then. That's the case for most freshmen anyways. But uh, I, I, I like Livingston as a luxury piece more than somebody you needed to rely on. Um, more people are talking higher about him, and his highlight tapes are pretty impressive. My only question is, if you brought in Leonard Miller, how would Livingston and Miller play one play against one another? They're very similar, at least just in my non-expert opinion. Very similar. And then two, if you bring in if you bring in Leonard Miller and you already got Livingston, is that are you like are you telling Toppin? see you later or are you legitimately planning on playing Livingston and or Leonard Miller at the three in which case Roush I think people's three-point shooting concerns could be validated those concerns could be validated if you had a lineup of like Livingston Toppin and Oscar you know like at that point your one and two better be like 40 plus percent three-point shooters because I wouldn't trust three, four, five as much. So well, I'm a little interested with like, you want to bring in Leonard Miller. I understand that he's got potential through the roof. He's a top 10 player. But if you do that, you're maybe telling Toppin goodbye. And I still don't really know how that lineup would work. I want Leonard Miller. Make no mistake about it. I'm just confused the fit. I, I think in my ideal world, uh, it's the kind of like last year, how we said, you know, Kentucky doesn't have a Paolo Bancaro at the four, but they do have, if you can just get, if you can split the the ideal production between Jacob Toppin and Keon Brooks, if one of those two has a good day, then you're fine. And, and I think that's where I would come from it, even though I, I've heard a lot of people say that this guy is more so of a three. I'd like to think that he's a, he's a stretch four. That, that when it means a 40% three-point shooter. Maybe that's your way of uh, ying into Toppin's yang. Um, whenever you have Jacob Toppin out of the game, you've got a guy who can shoot threes and, and give Oscar some more space to operate in the paint. So that's I, you know what I think of ideally, but I don't I don't know exactly if, if that's going to work, how you sell that to a guy like Leonard Miller, who I'm sure wants to start. But uh, the, the kid did shoot 40% from three in Canada last year. So... He, he 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 does at least have that in his game but i mean m- maybe he could be the the ideal guy to come in for livingston and 
Toppin. Like maybe he is the perfect sub in, but how how do you convince a guy like that to, to come to your school when he probably knows that he he's going to have to come off the bench to play? If you brought in Leonard Miller, you, you would you'd add him with Livingston and Wallace, and it would there be some like you don't have to go back all that far. I mean the. 2020 season wasn't that long ago but there'd be some sense of like wow some freshmen like some really talented freshmen that have high ceilings what will they be come march it's going to be fun to see and i didn't realize miller's number was 40 percent. he does in his videos he's shooting threes a lot um it's an okay stroke i guess uh it, i guess the thing for me is he always follows his shot on threes which is oh, a good so that, thing. That, but it makes like, you worry, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's only following his shot because he thinks he's going to miss. And, like, he he follows it with with gusto. Like, he goes after him pretty hard. And I love it. I'm, I'm, it's, isn't that, like, the most frustrating thing in the world for a fan when you see your favorite shooter shoot a three and just stand there and watch it as it comes up short off the iron and it comes back, like, close to where they were? but because they were just standing there or even moving back on defense a little bit, they didn't get the rebound. You wouldn't have to worry about that with a Leonard Miller. I'm interested in the fit. Maybe that's maybe he just would be your bona fide three. You know, him and Livingston could battle it out for the starting spot at three. Toppin could be your four. That's a lot of length. It's a ton of athleticism. It's pretty solid defensively, uh, but there was more names in the transfer portal yesterday that we need to probably talk about those people too. Uh, Reeves again. If he's cool with coming off the bench, I think that's an awesome add. If Cal or UK is looking for him to be the starter with the ball in his hands, I'm not as wild about it. But it's a huge recruiting weekend, make no mistake. And then Brad Calipari's former teammate now in the transfer portal. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? No, no. What happened? His Some people are saying that he may be the, the top transfer in the portal now, but – uh, yeah, Brad Calipari's former teammate, Anton Davis. He has entered the portal. He is one of the leading scorers in NCAA basketball history. He's somebody oh, that has put up stupid numbers throughout his entire career, but he is a smaller guard. He's a volume shooter, and he played at Detroit Mercy, and he's Mike Davis's son. So doesn't Mike Davis owe Calipari a favor, son for son sort of thing? Oh, it's – um. Um, you probably didn't watch Fargo, but in the one of the seasons of Fargo, the the crime families, in order to keep peace, they they trade their sons. So that that that's what we have here. Um, to keep the peace between Detroit and Kentucky, we all know it's a very much heated rivalry between Detroit Mercy, the the Titans and the Wildcats. Uh, you've got to trade sons to keep the peace. Uh, son for a son, eye for an eye. And well, never mind. I was going to do a, a dorky little historical thing about Kentuckians and the War of 1812 and Michigan and stuff like that. Uh, but we're not going to bore people with the the history. No, no, no. Uh, history. Come on. I, I want to know about. Did we? Did we? Did we basically save Michigan's rear end in the War of 1812? Well, Kentucky saved the country's rear end in the War. Of wow, we did it. Michigan yeah. and congrats, everybody. Because the British was just kind of rolling through Michigan like it was nothing. Um, yeah, there, there's some stat out there that like the majority of Americans that died in the war of 1812 were Kentuckians. Um, so you're welcome. And if that gets in Antone Davis, Mike Davis's son to Kentucky, then we'll do what we got to do 
to to make that happen. We'll rely on any old historical fact. Uh, but he averaged 24.6 points per game. He's top five nationally in scoring every year that he's been at Detroit. Oh, this past season is 23.9 points per game. He's averaged 24.6 over four seasons. That's I mean, that's hard to fathom. What a four seasons in college basketball averaging that's over four seasons averaging nearly 25 points per game. So he'll he'll have a list longer than than the you know what. Um it's gonna be and I wonder if Kentucky will be into him. I wonder if Kentucky would want to, to bring him on board. This is you wouldn't have to worry about Cal scream and shoot at this kid. <laughs> you would not. Yeah, what do you think? What do you I, think? I, I know I, this is all fresh and new to you. I, well, I'm a little uh it, it kind of goes back to, to what I said a few weeks ago where I do worry about the volume guys who were able to score a bunch of points for bad teams. And I don't know how much of a niche a six-foot-one guard or just point guard, combo guard, whatever you want to call him. Um, I, I don't know if there's a, a niche that he necessarily fills besides just scores points. Uh, where is it? The thing that I really liked about Kellen Grady last year was that not only did he have the the shooting, but he had a little bit of size too. And you were like, Kentucky needs a, a shooting wing, and Grady offers that. He he's a that's a that's a role that Kentucky needs to fill, and he's got it. I don't know if Kentucky needs the high volume point guard combo guard scorer in there. I just I don't I don't know how that fits in the the ultimate puzzle. How how, how that piece is going to work. So that's why I'm 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 a little hesitant, Mr. Sports Talker. I think it's fair. I mean, I think it's I think it's totally fair. I, there hasn't been a guard in the transfer portal that I feel like Kentucky fans or maybe even UK staff mm-hmm. has just been like, get yes, that's him, that's it. There's been good options, but it goes back to that discussion we had several weeks ago about just how difficult this is all to navigate. Uh, who do you go in on? How how do you wait? Do you wait to see if there's bigger names? Usually, if you know, then you want to go get them and get them signed up as quickly as possible. I don't think Kentucky knows there's a sure thing in the backcourt. I think there's a lot of good options. There's no doubt that the guards that UK has reached out to, that like if you could, you know, if you could play the seasons out that you'd have several of them that would do really well and maybe some of them that couldn't. If you could do some simulations, I think there there are good options out there. It's just who. Who's the right fit? Yeah, yeah. So much of this also goes into, and this is something that we will bring up from time to time, but probably not enough. UK is going to get to meet with these guys. They're going to have Reeves on campus this weekend. They're going to get to hear stories about what kind of locker room presence these guys are or, or are they do they cause some headaches. So if UK ends up getting somebody – and you think to them yourself, man, it's funny they got them because I thought so-and-so would have been a much better fit. There could be more than meets the eye with some of that stuff. Maybe Reeves tells them, I'm totally all right being the seventh man. It's my dream just to play at UK. This is where I want to be. I won't be an issue. So they take Reeves. And then maybe this day, maybe Davis would say, I need to be the guy. Like I'm I'm Mr. Star. You know, I don't, I don't know if he'd do this or not. No disrespect to the Davis family, but maybe he'd be somebody that says, I just want the ball in my hand. I've got one season, I want to play at a big school, and I want to do the things I did at Detroit, but I want to do it on a bigger stage. And UK may say, ooh, we really like Casey Wallace. We're, 
uh, you know, you could have the ball in your hands, but we're not going to, I don't know if that's going to be the right fit for us. Mm -hmm. So remember there's more that meets the eyes. UK is getting to talk with these people. There's behind the scenes stories that we may not be privy to. So remember that, but still, I don't know. Somebody could say, I want Reeves and I, I think he's the best option. And I would disagree with them, but their opinion would be just as potentially accurate as mine, Ralph. So it, it really is kind of a mixed bag, but I'm glad that everybody's on the same page. There hasn't been a guard that you've seen in the transfer portal that you've had to just absolutely land. There's a lot of good options, but I don't think there's that star-studded. I don't think there's the sure thing. Right. There's not a no-brainer out there at this point. There's not a, well, you've got to get this recruit. That, that isn't out there um, right now. And I, I was curious, TJ. Because it felt like felt like this was taking a while, so I just looked up quickly uh, the dates that Grady and Wheeler committed to UK last year to give us some reference, uh, at least time frame was uh, Grady officially transferred to Kentucky before the NCAA tournament ended last year. He he was he was quick on the trigger March 29th. That happened almost as soon as. That, that, that happened as quickly as possible. Whereas Wheeler was May 17th, mid-May. So you would think that we would start seeing more guys show up in the next month, but I'm kind of with you, TJ, that I'm surprised there hasn't just been... Uh, I'm not worried yet, but I am wondering why in the hell there aren't more attractive options at guard in the transfer portal up to this point. And I, and I don't want it to get – like, I do think there are attractive options. I just don't think there is the – the. I think no everybody brainer. can make – I think there's every yeah, there's the no-brainer. Everybody can make a case for different people. And the mm-hmm. case could be totally accurate, and those players could be great. It's just – and the Calvin Grady one, I almost think that was a no-brainer. Like, okay, you need shooting. You got availability on the wing. This guy has been consistently great for several years. Uh, and he's not going to be like a locker room issue. He's going to be a great kid. Yeah, and he wants to come here. He doesn't want to drag things out. That was a no-brainer. That was quick. That was easy. You haven't really had that. And is some of that maybe UK not knowing what's going on in their own backcourt? I find that hard to believe this late in the game. I mean, the season's now been over for nearly a month. I think UK probably knows what they're looking at, at least in-house. And Sharp's gone, folks. I, I don't know why we need to mention that every day, but we'll mention it every day. Sharp is not going to be playing at UK. Let's just all remember that. So they, I think they know they need to fill up a spot on the wing. But I, I do think the fact you're bringing in Leonard Miller probably says they really want Miller. And I think the fact they're bringing in Reeves, we don't know the role that they're telling Reeves, but that probably means they want him as well. So I do think we're, we're getting a little hint with those two players coming to town. We shall see. Justin, I've got a random question for you. Sure. I've got a random answer. April 15th is an infamous day in history. (laughs) Which event was more significant? The passing of President Abraham Lincoln in 1865 or the sinking of the Titanic where only 710 out of 2,224 passengers and crew survived. So the 1912 sinking of the Titanic or President Lincoln passing away in 1865, more significant to history. The the selfish part of me, I'm a big Abe Lincoln guy, wants to say Abe Lincoln, but the Titanic one with just the sheer amount of life lost, I would have to go in that direction. 
Mm, this is a tough one. It is very tough. That's See, here, very here's tough. the thing, though, Justin. I, I do think cinematically, Titanic was more significant than Lincoln. Um, I did not watch that movie, but I, I, yes, but cinematically, I think you've got to give the nod to Titanic. But I think the correct answer is, though, TJ Abraham Lincoln, because his successor was a bit of, of, a, of a, 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 a dumbass, for lack of better terms. And maybe Reconstruction wouldn't have gone so poorly if Lincoln was still around. So uh, I think Lincoln's is much more significant. A lot more long-term repercussions from his loss than for the Titanic. All right. Well, here, here's, here's another fun hypothetical to end hour one. Let's say you walk into a room. In one corner is a fine gentleman from the 19th century. And he was at Ford's Theater, and he was across the street. What was the name of that house? I always forget it. I should know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, like Not the, the Cherry House or the... some Somebody's house. It was a house yeah. across the street. from, And he was there, too, for, like, the night. And, you know, he saw Lincoln pass away. Or you look in the other corner of this room, and there's a lady and her two kids, and they survived the Titanic. Who are you talking to first? Who are you going over to talk to? Whose story do you want to hear? Oh, man. Probably Titanic. I think, I think I'm going Titanic. Yeah, Titanic. Enough. Yeah, for I think, sure. I think Lincoln dying is a much bigger moment in history. It's a, it's a good debate. But I'm talking to the Titanic because I, I just think the, the chaos of that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of confusion the night Lincoln was assassinated. People thought, I mean, well, that was also going to be a chaotic night, too, because there was also other attacks that were taken out, um, other targets that were tried to taken out that night. But the Titanic, just like, I mean, everybody knew what was going on. The boat was sinking. Like, yep, boat well, sinking. And just the, you just want to know how, I mean, because more than likely than not, if you survive the Titanic sinking, you have some sort of crazy story as to how you made it out among the, the rest of them. Whereas, like, like that, that that's a survival story. I mean, in, in its purest sense, where you're, the percentage chance of that person still being alive much much smaller and so I, I think that the storytelling aspect of that you you've got to give that person the nod man this is about yeah I no no i i 100 agree that's do, fun. do you think that, that this is how people spend history class in middle school because man i miss that stuff <laughs> i do too i do as well uh, a much happier moment in history on this, well, is it happier? It is happier. Um, just it was sad that it took this long. 1947, Jackie Robinson debuts for the Brooklyn Dodgers, breaking baseball's color barrier. So that's great. Uh, sad that it took till 1947 for Jackie Robinson. But it's not all bad on this day in history. Not all bad. We'll end hour one with that. Hour two coming up next. Kentucky roll call. TJ Walker, the crowd. Cow. We got a lot of Thornton's text line messages to get to. Don't go anywhere. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Stop by Thornton's today. Lowe's gas prices in town. Download the app. Become a refreshing rewards member, and you can refuel for cheap at Thornton's. Also, need help. Lexitonians, I will be in you tomorrow. Wow. I'm having dinner at a place I've never been. Excited about that. And then, like, dinner's going to end at, like, 8.30 or 9. What do we do after that? Like, 8.30-year-olds. What do we do after, What do we do at 9 o'clock in Lexington on a Saturday night? See, I, I just am boring now, and I just say just go to the rooftop at Bells every time. But I don't know. Y'all might have there, – there might be something more out there that I don't know – if it's nice, still pavilion, just some maybe is, is maybe get a, a dollar beast at the Wildcat Saloon. Go to Redmond's. The, the Bachelor Boy did say like I do want a dollar beer at Wildcat, so we're that will happen. That was a yeah. that was a college. I mean, I guess they'll probably just end up. We'll probably just like hit up our college bars and feel really old for a little bit. But like I'm like if Lexington's still the same way, downtown doesn't really get crowded like with the college kids at least until eleven or right. midnight. So I'm not, I, I'm I not think, trying to mingle with the college kids. I know there's older bars, and we plan on staying out late. I wouldn't doubt, but like that's kind of like a weird spot, you know, the nine o'clock hour. Yeah, I, I would think that you that you just started at the pavilion around then, and then okay. you make sure you get to where you want to ultimately be before eleven. I feel like that's when lines start happening, lines start yeah. forming out other bars. Yes. I, I think our policy is just going to be like, if people start looking too young, we're just going to go somewhere else until we find <laughs> until we find people of our age. And I'm sure it will take two seconds to feel very old in Lexington. But we're looking forward to it. If you hear some baby noise in the background, classic joke. It's not Trevor here. He's, nah. he, he's still sleeping. But I'm on dad duty for our number two of KRC. So that's what you may be hearing in the background. Uh, can I can I tell can I tell this one story just quickly? Yeah, I want to know how you were threatened. It's it's a long story that I'm going to try to make as quick as possible, and in doing so, it may sound slightly confusing, but it's better than explaining all the details. Um, but other other side of employment did uh, an appraisal. This was in February. No issues with it. Guy was pleasant. Everything went well. And he asked me, hey, I've got another property. Do you do you do do you only do appraisals through banks or can you just do one just like for anybody? And we can do one just for anybody. They're called individual appraisals. And if anybody wants one, you let me know. And I was like, we can do that, but you know, I would charge you some money for it. I was like, but he was like, oh, it's just like this house. I mean, wouldn't it be easy to do? And he was like, it's just a block or two away. And I was like, well, if it's just like this house and it's a block or two away, whatever this gets appraised for, you know, right. if the house is a little bit smaller, it'll probably be pretty similar. You know, you'll have an idea. And he's like, okay. He was like, that, that, that's fine. So that was really kind of that. Um, get a phone call a few days ago 
And the guy is like, yeah, I was just wondering about the update on my appraisal. And I may be doing, I, I mean, I'm doing a ton of appraisals, folks. We're busy. Even though refinances are down with the rates going up, there's still a lot of people buying homes. So we've been busy just throughout the whole pandemic. And I, so I'm like, I don't know what this person's talking about. I don't have this person's number saved in my phone. And I was like, uh, let me get back to the office and look into that property for you. And then also the fact that my dad and I have the same name makes everything a thousand times more confusing with all this stuff. So I was like, maybe this guy has mistaken me for my dad. Something's up, whatever. Anyways, the, before I get back to the office late, I don't call the guy back that day. Plan, I was planning on calling him the next day. He calls me though. And granted, I probably should have gotten back to him at some point, but I, I had not. So he calls me the next day. And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm just wondering about this appraisal. And I was like, sir, I looked into this. I don't, I, we don't have anything. I was like, we don't have anything at all. And I was like, I, you know, I was going to, there's another appraiser with the same name. I'm going to, let me call him and I'll, I'll get back to you. So I figure out that nobody in our office has done an appraisal for this property. This guy says some, this guy's like, somebody came out to my house on Wednesday, did an appraisal. I paid him in cash. And it was you. And I was like, well, it wasn't me because I didn't do that. And he was just trying to figure out. So I was like, maybe it was my dad. You know, maybe it was somebody at the office. Nobody at the office. The guy eventually gets a hold of my dad. And my dad's like, nope, wasn't me. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I guess once he got comp, but he, this guy was convinced that somebody with my number came out to his house, did an appraisal, took cash from him. And ne he never got the appraisal back. So once he talks to my dad, the guy is convinced that that is the real appraiser of that name and that I am a phony. So I get a call. I see it's this guy calling again. I actually think he's going to call and be like, okay, I'm all mixed up. It's some other person. But instead, I answer the phone. I'm going to find you. And you're not going to like what's going to happen to you once I find you. I know you were the one oh. who scammed me out of my appraisal. And if you and I know where you live and I know where you work and I'll be waiting for you. Either you give me my appraisal or you give me my two hundred dollars. So at this point, I'm just like, dude, you are completely delusional. He says that the guy that did the appraisal was in his late to mid 40s, <laughs> overweight and six foot four. And I was like, Nick Roush isn't an appraiser. Oh, that's is this is this the whole <laughs> the whole point of the story? So you get your jabs in. No, Mr. no, I just made up that joke, and you're six six anyways. Yeah. But I was like, and the guy was also driving a Nissan, and I was like, that. I was like, well, it, I don't drive a Nissan. I'm not the most in shape I've ever been in my life, but I'm not in my mid forties or late forties, and it wasn't me. Like, it, I, I don't know what else to tell you, pal. It wasn't me. So he kept up with the attitude. And I was like, you know what? I did appraise one of your properties and I do know what address of this other one. I was like, let's just meet, let's just, let's just talk this out because this is ridiculous. You're not going to threaten me. I'm not the right guy. If you saw me, you'd probably know that. And his tone changed pretty quickly when I offered to come meet up with him because he knew that I knew his addresses. And uh, he still thinks it was me. But that's the way it ended. It ended with him kind of calming down and, um, he, he knew a loan officer and I knew the same loan officer. So I was like, let's get the loan officer on the line. We can settle this out. Uh, didn't do that. He didn't want to do that either. So I'm, I'm pretty confused by the whole situation. I think this guy was embarrassed. He got scammed out of an appraisal, 
But he he kept saying, I just keep coming back. This was the number that the guy called me from. And I was like, well, can you send me a screenshot of your call log? Like your, you know, last week, Wednesday at four o'clock when the appraisal is done. Can you see that this number called you then and send it to me? And he was like, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, why do you think it was this number? And he's like, because this was the number that last Wednesday called me before they went out to the appraisal. And I was like, that is factually untrue. That's just not accurate. Unless somebody copied this number somehow and did that. It's just not true. And I was like, the guy was driving a Nissan. I don't have a Nissan. He was like, well, maybe you're not driving a Nissan anymore. I was like, you're right. That's what I do. <laughs> and people out of appraisals just to get $200. And then I switch cars and I, and I leave town. And that's been my whole business since I've been 12 years old. And I've been running. I've been running my whole life, pal. So that, that I don't really tell too many personal stories, but that was a weird one. Got to watch my back. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Justin, apparently we're, we're, not only do we have a real estate agent on our crew, but we also have a scam artist. Scam artist and likely potential MMA fighter as well. If old buddy would have taken him up on the uh, meet. I didn't. I was, I was like, I don't want to meet you to fight. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing in the world, but let's meet so you can see that I'm not this 40 year old fat old guy that did an appraisal at your place last week. But the, oh. the weird, like, there was a part of me that was like, is he trying to scam me? Like, is he trying to get either like a, fee, a free appraisal or like $200 by like thinking he could like bully or threaten me? Or is he just an idiot and got scammed by some dude that he thought, I was like, did the yeah. guy have measuring tape and like a clipboard? And he was like, he looked like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I was like, you probably did, just were talking to somebody at a bar. Somebody told you that they were an appraiser and you ran with it. You uh, you told him too about the uh, the the house having this like probably the same value, right? I did. Yeah. So he, I don't I don't even know if if the bank like there there's really I I don't know what his reasoning or rationale could be for even getting one. It, it was it was strange. I mean, it it really was. Um, and like the hard the 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 thing that was confusing him was like that I did do an appraisal for him. And he was convinced it was the same appraiser that did it both times. And I was like, did the person look the same? And he was like, well, I don't know. I don't really remember what you look like. I just saw you last week, though. And I was like, I know. Did that person last week look like the person in February? And he was like, I don't remember the person in February as much. But, I, you know, it looked fine for me. I, like, I thought so, which is uh, insulting. Man. Which is super insulting on on the whole the whole thing. What a weird Thursday. Weird way to to end your work week, Mr. Sports Talker. It was. It did not it did not make me it did not make me happy. I, I I didn't like it very much. But it seems like water under the bridge now. But you know, if I turn up missing, go to that guy. Okay. Go to that guy. We we know who's suspect number one. And it's not Deputy Doofus. No, it's not that beauty doofus. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. What do you boys say we read some of them? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. A texter says, Nick, that story about the student Patrick Johnson is amazing. Can you share any more details when you went up to Section 206 to talk to him on KRC? Super cool article. Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't really know what inspired Dr. Mike to – Turn back the clock to that game back in 2012. Uh, if you all didn't see it, uh, Michael Wong is our photographer. He has been taking pictures for Kentucky Sports Radio for a while. Uh, but before then, he'd take photos with Tops and Lex. He, he jokes that he got into the sports photography game just to get 
good seats and free passes to games. Uh, but at the time, back during the Joker era, he was snapping photos on the sideline freelance, and that was the the infamous forty to nothing loss to James Franklin's Vanderbilt team. And my first, so that had been my first season covering UK football. I was just the the college intern uh, who was up in the old press box with Matt and Drew during the games, and you know, naturally in the middle of a blowout, you get kind of bored. Uh, it's it was an ugly. I, I believe that was the last home game of the year as well, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't think they played Tennessee in the season finale that year. I think that was it. I know there was two games left, but we were sitting there, and you look across like, man, what is that one guy doing, just sitting way up there all by himself? And eventually, Matt was like, Ralph, why don't you go? Why don't you go talk to that guy? And Drew was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm go- I'm going to. Why, why am I sitting around here during this boring game? Let, let's go. Let's go see this guy. And eventually. We we just went over. We were out. Uh, I, it was funny. It was all like, "Hey, we're we're sitting up in the nosebleeds in 206 with this random guy. Found a name. His name was Patrick, um, and recruited as many people from the stadium as we could to go there. And man, that was uh, really funny to see those pictures. To to go back in time to to see. I did have ears and hair back then. I don't know where they both went, but they they did eventually go away, still had the Android phone, uh, still didn't know what I was doing. Very, very funny to go back and see 21-year-old Nick uh, up, up with a couple hundred other folks in the, the upper deck of Commonwealth Stadium for Joker Phillips' last football game. That's funny. My perspective, I covered that game as well. I was there, but I was not sitting by you. I don't think you and I, I mean, we may have known of each other, but we weren't friends. But mm-hmm. I remember... And I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that you were over there. Uh, that was like the golden age of Twitter and social media, where everybody wasn't super nasty to one another, and it was like still kind of fun loving and whatnot. But I remember like the movement and it growing, and me being in the press box and looking to the other side, and being like, "Oh, oh, there's a few more people there." And then like going and getting my like fourth hot dog of the game and coming back and being like, "There are 90 people sitting over there." Like it, it just kept going <laughs> so and going silly. and going, and. Uh, it made one of the most forgettable UK football games of all time more memorable. The outcome was still disgusting, but it was kind of like a fun moment for Kentucky fans. And I bet you had a blast over there. It, it was one of those things that uh, you can't laugh at us if we're a part of the joke too. So we were kind of, I mean, that really, it, it's it's hard to, summarize the joke of the end of the Joker Phillips era better than that. And when, when you've got fans just gathering in one section, because that's how there's nothing better to do at the football game. It was just, you're getting smushed by Vanderbilt time to move on. And in and, and the best part of it all too, TJ is that it was a definitive moment that you can look back in hindsight and laugh because of where you are now. It's not like that was a trend that, that, that's the definitive low point uh, of Kentucky football in my lifetime, probation and all. And 10 years later, you've got f- two 10-win seasons in four years. That and was a 10-loss season. It's crazy. Heading into a year where every game on the schedule is completely and totally winnable. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's pretty sweet. Because back then, even going into that game, we all knew Kentucky was going to get beaten and maybe beaten badly, not as badly as – as as embarrassing as it ended up being, but that was on the table back then. It was just 
ideally maybe be competitive. And then it transitioned into, can you get six wins somehow? And then it was, well, let's start beating some of the programs ahead of us in the pecking order consistently. And then Roush is right. You get two win season, two 10 win seasons in four years. And you're heading into a 2022 season where you have one of the most potentially draftable quarterbacks leading the charge. You've got one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in school history. It's going to, you've got the best linebacking core you've maybe ever had in school history. It's good time to be a Kentucky football fan. There's no denying that. Another texture. Just one uh, note to add to this too. Turns out that the the guy, Patrick Johnson, his cousin is a Kentucky football recruit, Hayes Johnson, and I think he's going to be a junior next fall, an offensive lineman uh, at Taylor County. B- big old boy. So uh, funny how things come uh, full circle. The kid actually texted me yesterday, and he's like, yeah, I don't really remember much about the Joker era, but I, I did think it was funny that that guy was my cousin. I didn't even know it at the time. It's like, well, to consider yourself lucky that you you don't really remember the Joker era. That's true. Yeah, that's a nice luxury <laughs> for young folks to have. Now, that being said, Dr. Mike also is a great guy. I don't know oh, if yeah. you even remember me, but he's a nice human every time. If I'm you ever see him walking around with his camera, just say yeah. He's he's like the, he'll he'll take your picture. He'll smile. He's he's the happiest dude. And he's also, I think he's neighbors with Stoops. I think Stoops lives a couple doors down. And so naturally, he shared the story with Stoops. And he's like, well, tell him, come on, be my guest. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. He, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. A texter says, I know it's tough to put a kid in a game when he has millions of dollars at risk. But the fact that we even had Shaden enroll at Kentucky, not playing, just doesn't make sense. Reports come out about Kellen crawling to the bathroom after games due to his bad feet, and we have a solidified star sitting on the bench. Just sucks. Like, yes, obviously the number one recruit asked to come and roll, and you say yes, but you what? But why would you allow him to come if Shaden knew deep down he was never going to play? Do you think Shaden lied to Cal? The situation with Shaden when he decides to go pro is about to be a bloodbath. Got so played. We'll see, see TJ, the, the texture even invested with a stranger, first the, and foremost. The texture also said something too that just I mean, he said it out loud. Why would you allow him to come if Shaden knew deep down that he was never going to play? All right. They're taking a lot of liberties there. But it's not like he told Cal when he committed that I'm not going to play. Like, I, I just I, – I, he's now, saying it out loud. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, it's, it's, I mean, that was just like basically an emotional vent of word salad. It was just frustration in the form of thoughts. Yeah, and that, I, got, Kentucky, that maybe, got – Kentucky maybe did get played. Maybe they did. But what yeah. can what can you do? You cannot force a kid to play when they're telling you no. And UK did make an effort to try to get him to play when they started having him do the warm-up stuff. And Cal started kind of hyping him up a little bit. I think that was an attempt to get him to play. And the Shark camp ultimately said, if we play and we struggle, our draft stock's going to hurt. We're not going to do it. And Kentucky probably just said, well, crap. That sucks. We understand. But what else can we do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a, that, that's how that's how it it, it played out yeah. in this scenario. And, and, and here's the thing: happen frequently. Texter, I think a lot of this frustration, uh, it, it goes back to what I said yesterday. The, just the the messaging coming from the sharp side of things, it has been frustrating. But there's not a whole lot like the the the, the cards they they have the cards to play. Um, 
I do think to their point though, uh, we we didn't realize this when we were talking to Kellen, uh, but Kyle did have the story where Kellen was talking about is how bad his feet were with plantar fasciitis, which I don't know if you've ever had plantar fasciitis, TJ. I had just a small bout with it uh, when I, <laughs> ironic, I, I tried doing the mini marathon right before I got married. And one of my, it got real bad in one foot and it sucked. It was awful. Um, but it, it's basically just the arch in your foot hurts like hell. And there's really nothing you can do about it except ice it and rest it. And he, he just had to play with that all year. And I, I think that that does go back to kind of what Kellen said to us was just like, getting back to where you were when everything was going right is much easier said than done. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of like these stories of players being hurt on the one hand, you like, Oh man, you got to love their effort and their energy to try to push through and their determination and how much the Jersey meant to them. But then on the other, it's like, well, Kellen clearly wasn't playing very well. Should he, if, if he was so injured, maybe he shouldn't have been playing. Now, of course, he did hit the three that made things interesting in that game, which should have never mm -hmm. happened, and you wanted him out there to be able to do that. But he also wasn't playing particularly well either. So I always am, like have mixed feelings about those stories, Roush. On the one hand, like what a warrior. That team was really tough. That UK team was. I mean, Ty Ty played through injuries. Wheeler probably played through some concussions. Uh, it was a tough team. It was a tough team. Unfortunately, did – well, we know injuries is ultimately what sank them. And now we just found out another one. So I'm always kind of conflicted with that stuff. Yeah. And, it, and he, he was, he was quick to say too, that, or at least in the discussion, I, I don't want this to be an excuse. And maybe in hindsight, you do sit him more, but there was also, uh, I, I think he said if, if he sat for too long, it, they, his feet kind of walked up on him. So too much rest could actually be a bad thing. So I, I don't know. I'm, I I do appreciate Grady's mindset where he essentially said, I'm here for a year. I'm not going to – when I've got an injury, I can play through. I'm going to play through it, damn it. And I, I appreciate him for it. But it, I think that's just another uh, difficulty you can add to the equation that people don't necessarily know about that, that teams go through that – you know, it, it, it's it's as hard if not much harder than it looks and and we aren't privy to know everything there is to know about this team and uh it would have been nice to know though because that i mean he would have been i think even gotten more people to rally around the troops if we knew he had bad feet uh that's something you find out in the pros tj but you, you don't find out about it all in college that's true you really don't Another texter says, it's just recruiting momentum for Duke. Once a few great players start going somewhere, others want to follow. No, not so much in basketball. Football, I think that yeah. you have recruiting momentum in a big way. Basketball, it's not. It, you can have package deals and you can have people wanting to play with other people. But I promise you, and you'll have to take my word for it because I don't know all the details, but they're so at high-level basketball recruiting, and I'm sure it's this way for high-level football recruiting, there's so much behind the scenes from a financial standpoint. And this was even before nil mm -hmm. in some degree in some recruitments and probably most of them, if we're being honest, that there's, it's not, it's not just players wanting to go spend a year in Durham. I promise you that I, I, more that goes into it. I think you, 
you hit the nail on the head where it, it is applicable in football. We saw how Texas A&M got really hot. Uh, the the sliced bread guy said it was all money. And yes, money has something to do with it, but a lot of it's momentum. And I mean, just look at what Louisville's doing right now with their, with their football recruits, which, man, they're so easy to get riled up. Um, but I, I'm genuinely fascinated by this experiment they're doing with all these California kids because it's one thing if you... So, TJ, if I was going to list the five biggest high school football states in America, you would say... Florida, Texas, Ohio, California, and Georgia in, mm, some, yeah. in some order. I, I don't know what the exact order is, but California is maybe is the only one where I don't expect the, the University of Louisville to go to that pipeline. Like, you, you see the quarterbacks go everywhere from California, and you might see kids from California go to – uh, a, a bigger uh, brand name program, but it is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to watch how this experiment unfolds because you can see them having like Kentucky had the success with Ohio. Louisville previously had success with Florida. Uh, Georgia has, has been kind, but you know, those are drivable. The, the California one, uh, your distance to school matters much more in football recruiting. That's why I'm fascinated to watch all of this unfold because it, as good as the dominoes have been to Louisville now, I, I, I just how how strong is all that going to be? I, I it's so unique. I think is my, my, the point I want to make is just uh, you don't you don't see something like this happen. So I, I'm curious how they're going to be able to hold on and if there is lasting effects or or how much it's actually going to help them. Like there's there's just a lot at play here for something that's so unusual in college football. It is it is strange and I would recommend everybody can do whatever the hell they want it's your own life but i'd recommend uk fans not being the person to be like they're just gonna decommit yeah that's kind of lame it's fun it's fun to maybe poke fun a little bit but it's kind of lame to just you know they're gonna leave anyway one they could they very well could you're right the people that are doing it you're right just the same way kentucky's commits could decommit have decommitted some haven't decommitted but I just put yourself in the shoe of the fan with a commitment. It's it's nice. You're having a college kid say, right now, my thought is I'm going to be playing my college football at this university. And that's cool. And I think that's worth celebrating without having like a troll in the back of your ear be like, they're just going to decommit. Now, allow me to speak some truth. If U of has a bad season, yeah. almost all of them will decommit. Maybe not the quarterback, just because he could come in and maybe get the starting spot. But they have a bad, like, just this is the thing that U of L fans need to remember. If it's November, U of L is like six and five, and they're about ready to go into the UK game to give them a six and six record. And then Lincoln Riley tells somebody, hey, I'm at USC and I would like you to come play for me just down the road. They're not going to go play for Satterfield at U of L. That's just the truth of it. I mean, if like, if if USC starts prioritizing some of these guys, U of L may not get them even if they have a good season. But if they have a bad season, it's a, if I'm a U of L fan, I'm I am freaking out a little bit because like the pressure on Satterfield this year is higher than it's ever been, and we would just feel like we had just said this this past year. But now you add like recruiting chops to it, which credit to Satterfield for making that happen. Right, right. But a bad season, 
you'll get a long list of decommitments. A good season, you may still have one or two, and that's just natural for any program. Yes. You'll probably keep most of them. There's so right. much riding on U of L this season. And and another thing is like look at look at Cardinal Stadium last year. It was predominantly empty for the majority of their games. Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep four star players in empty stadiums. It just won't happen. So it's a huge year for U of L to step up and actually do something on the field. But we'll see if that happens. I I, I do find it uh, funny whenever uh, there's more there's more talented kids in California than Kentucky. I, yeah, no, no joke. <laughs> There's a lot more talented kids in California than in Kentucky. But uh, the floor is higher if you've got a reliable base. What, what Satterfield has lacked throughout his tenure is a reliable recruiting base. If he makes one in California, it will be impressive. But I, I just, the sustainability, I'm going to naturally question it because it is so unheard of. Well, it's... uh. It probably nil has something to do with it, and yeah. the Texas I, right. There's a those there is a momentum in recruiting in this instance. It's U of L football in California. It is strange though, Roush. No doubt about it. I'm wondering, do they have a coach from like who's who's their point person on all of this? They've got to have one. I know it started with the quarterback, and they've kind of gone from there. But do they have? Did they hire somebody with California connects or something that I missed out on? No, I don't think so. I forget the name of the recruiter that's doing it, but like. I think it was Mike Rutherford, Rutherford Show 3 to 6 on Big X Sports Radio. He was saying, like, that's the kind of the weird thing about this is, like, why weren't they doing all this just last year, like, in recruiting? And I, I think they had kind of come to the conclusion that, like, they just tried it and it worked. Like, they didn't, you know, they didn't think really, like, why would we waste time in California? But instead they went out there and, like, started prioritizing some guys and they kind of just struck gold. If you said the name of the recruiter, I'd know it. But I don't think the guy has ties I, I don't think it's Pete Nocta either. He's more in-house stuff. But um, they he, everybody's confused by it. Everybody's pretty confused by it. Generally in these situations, if it doesn't seem to really pass the smell test, there's a reason why it kind of stinks. But I'm not going to be that per Like, good for U L. Their football program has been a dumpster fire. Oh, boy. Speaking of the Rutherford show, we got to go to a break, too. Oh, Trevor's so delusional. We'll use that as a radio. <laughs> he lives in such a land of delusion. And, we, and that's no surprise to anybody. The dude has the weirdest lifestyle, and maybe I'm a little jealous of it, but he's got the weirdest lifestyle in the world. And the delusion only continues for him and you of all fans. We'll come back. We'll tell you what that is. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line and slap you a, a nice, gentle pat on your back, getting you ready for the weekend, getting you on your way. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. It's entertaining. I don't always agree with him, but it's entertaining because he's smart. He knows what he's talking about, and and he cares about the subject. He does not care about college basketball. He never has. He never will. So when he talks college basketball, you're better off just listening to your grandma's fart. Was that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. On my tongue. Okay, I'll be honest with you, I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and... Onion and ketchup. 
If you've got anything going on this weekend, highly recommend getting salsaritas to cater it. The weather is going to be nice. It's nothing better than just having some tacos outside, some wildly addictive chips. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. You can do all the catering online. You can pick what uh, you, I've got eight people. What's good for eight people? They, they've got it all there. It is so easy to use. Download the Salsaritas app. And remember, if you're having, doesn't matter if it's just five or six people. They do little lunch packs for that. doesn't matter if it's 20 to 40 people. They can cater any event, any size. A picnic to a party, they'll have you covered at Salsaritas. drive through in Middletown, newly renovated in St. Matthews, coming up on a year of that renovation, and it's still amazing walking in each and every time, which I do frequently because Salsaritas is that delicious. All right, text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush and Justin, these, this is the time I ask you any quick hitters? Anything you want to get to? Oh, you wanted to touch on Trevor. Um. Yes, but as far no, as quick I hitters, don't, don't want to I don't want to touch on Trevor. I'm going to get to Trevor and his delusions, but just wanted to see if there's anything we had forgotten to bring up or anything big that is worth mentioning. Bless you, sweetie. I'm just I'm all in on half watching playoffs and full on betting horses for the next three weeks. It's very okay. excited, very excited. And we'll, and we'll talk more horse racing. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll hit it big at Keeneland. Oh time. man. It's it's tough there, but hey, those 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 purses are big, especially in the turf races. Oh, the rail, the rail is kind in the turf races. It is the fastest way to get around the track. Okay, that's what they say. I've heard that. Uh, all right, I've also I've also heard everything from Trevor. Trevor wants everybody to know, despite the last three meetings between UK and U of L, the Cardinals not coming within thirty points. The talent gap really isn't severe at all. <laughs> I, I wish I would have cut the clip for you, Justin. He he legitimately was like, I know what the score said, but the games were closer. No, than they, they weren't. Were. They Wolf was just like quit trying because they were getting just handed it to him so badly. They quit trying in all of the games under Satterfield. And they never even tried in the the other one, the 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 one that started this losing streak for them. And also the funny thing to forget is like they also avoided another certain 30 point beat down because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like it should be lucky. four. You got lucky. Um, you got lucky on the history books for that one. But if if you're a U of L fan and you legitimately think that the talent and Vegas had us favored, so that must have been pretty that's good. We all everybody with half a brain made a ton of money on that. <laughs> a ton of money on that. Not Oscar Sheboy National Player of the Year money, but good money. Like, good money on that one. And if they are dumb enough to make the line close again this year. Oh, thank you. And I'll give Mike credit at least. because He he was like, he, he had a much more realistic approach. I want that game to be competitive. I'm so sick of losing bigly to them. And then that's when Trevor went in his big rant of like, just be close. No, we, we the talent gap is close. We can beat them. You're not beating Kentucky. You're not beating Kentucky anytime soon. Get used to it. Until you start getting some big people up in the trenches, it ain't gonna matter. You're gonna take that. You're gonna take a nice whooping each and every year. And the Governor's Cup has a permanent residency in Lexington. Question for you, Mister uh, Sports Talker. Uh, while we're discussing football, did you see the uh, over season totals put out by Win Sportsbook for Kentucky football? 
Nancy's I did. I did. And uh, I think somebody actually texted in about that. But I did eight, correct? Man, yeah, that, that's one that – so eight is the highest number of my lifetime, or at least like I, I can never – as long as this has been a thing, I've never seen it this high. But I, I still think that even though it's not as much of a guaranteed thing like it's been in recent years, it's not an Oscar Sheboy guaranteed, you still I, – I, I still would feel pretty comfortable about a push um, with eight. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, that that's kind of my thoughts. What are your thoughts on it, TJ? Well, first, I'm hoping that maybe I could get a head-to-head win total bet against Scoots with no. IU and UK. That would be nice. No, sir. For the old wallet. Secondly – Oh, you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Secondly, I do agree with you, Roush. I think at worst is a push. It really just comes down to, do you think UK goes above 500 in the SEC, at 500 in the SEC, or below 500 in the SEC? If they go three and five, you'll lose your bet. If they go mm-hmm. four and four, yes, you'll push. If they go five and three or better, you'll win your bet because they ain't losing an out-of-conference game. So there's the four out-of-conference wins right then and there. Yeah. Uh, And is sadly and as simply and succinctly as you can sum it up, uh, Tennessee and the Mississippi schools, how well do you play against those teams? Yep. Uh, And, uh, you know, there's been been times where it's great. But, like, the as much as we – look back on i forget which uh which year it was but when when they had dk metcalf beat kentucky against lonnie johnson in zone was that 18 or 19 i guess that was 18 Ooh. wasn't it uh, no 18 only lost three games one of it was 19 no it was the 20 was it the pandemic year that well they did lose 18. it in the pandemic year as well uh, oh then that was 17 i think 17 or 16 17, I think is correct. So instead of having eight, I was covering a Louisville City. I was calling a Louisville City match. Yeah, yeah, that was 17. So in 2020 was when they missed the extra point in overtime. Um, but the to to go back to it, like the the old miss game then was the difference between a seven win regular season, eight win regular season, and I kind of feel like that's what's going to be the difference between. Uh, all-time great season this year and about what we've seen over the last four or five years uh, is just, are you going to make the plays at the end of games to be able to beat teams like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee? Let's keep at this Thornton's text line. Roush just refuses to ever go to it. It's sad, y'all. It's I, I know. I'm sorry, folks. I just I got fired up. I got talking gambling. Um, we got basketball we can watch tonight, too, with the Jordan Brand Classic. Case and Wallace dunking them fools in that cool gym in Chicago. So my apologies, Thornton Textures. I got, I got excited. I didn't forget about you, Texters. Not me. A Texter says, uh, I want all good prospects to play college basketball too, but there are some good players coming out of the G League. I think you won't see as many good players coming out of the G League moving forward. But yeah, there are some, there have been some good players that come out of the G League. Uh, Texter says, These guys probably will be off the bench. The starting lineup will likely be Wheeler, Wallace, Livingston, Toppin, Oscar. Reeves and Frederick are good third and fourth guards. How would you feel about that, TJ? I like that. I, I maybe would want somebody over Wheeler starting, but that's a that's a top five team. I mean, it just is. I know some people would argue about it. Is it a team that definitely wins the national championship? I don't think it's a totally dominant team, but it's a top five team. So, I, yes, I'm okay with that. 
Um, but I think it could be better. Texter says that Taliperi kind of sounds like Taliban is the joke there. Taliban, that's pretty it's a it's a 2006 reference, buddy. Let's yeah, get with it in the 22nd about, century. Well, he was just helping us out, but yeah, yeah. not not great regardless, yeah. but thank you for letting us know. Roush's disdain for the text line is palpable. That's true. Palpable. And palpable, yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Last week, Justin was saying there's too much info out there on recruiting and player movement. Now he's saying he wants all the info he can possibly consume on nil. <laughs> no, that was not what I said. I said, honestly, honestly, there's probably not enough information out there on recruiting and player movement. And my point was, I just don't care about it. I'm the old man. I don't want to hear all that until it gets, it gets closer to basketball season. But at the same time, I am a stats nerd. So if they had that nil website like TJ and me were talking about, I would I would be on that all the time just to just to see the stats. I'm I'm biggest big stat guy. The texture is right though. You did hate it. You do you do hate nil. Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. The candy brand jelly beans that come out every Easter are the best. Sour Patch, Sweet Tarts, Halloween, Hawaiian Punch, excuse me, etc. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He didn't even mention the best ones, the Starburst ones. Those are great. The I'm not a huge jelly bean guy, but the Starburst jelly beans or would be the ones I'd eat. Yeah, and that that's a that's a fun like that. It's a candy that's good because you're only eating it you know once a year. Just fine having a few and being done with it. Get your fix for the year. A texter says, "Is the pressure to rehire George a reaction to UK football dog walking them recently on the field and in recruiting?" Used to never happen with Jurch and Charge, so they think bringing him back brings their dominance and football back. I'll hang up and listen. I have no doubt about that some of the Jurch biggest fans are wanting to bring back the glory days of where they used to be the ones that dominated the football series. But the truth is, that's just not going to happen again. Man, great point, Texture. Just a lot of sour grapes because they're getting smashed by the Cats. They really are. What do we got next? It's upsetting to hear Prince was a tool, as Trevor would say, the juice was worth a squeeze as a Pistons fan. Love you, TK, just giving you bleep. I didn't, uh, so I, I kind of like did a quick Twitter search when that text came in. Tayshaun Prince was a jerk? Um, Where's that maybe, coming from? Maybe he was a jerk the one time Trevor had him at a signing thing when he worked at that card oh, store. Oh, yeah, but I mean. That's not a good You got to take reference. Trevor's uh, in, interaction. He, I mean, it, the guy could have like looked at him wrong, and Trevor is just like mean person. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, as far as I know, though, Tayshawn is more of a he's he isn't the most effusive personality. He's not exactly Rondo, um, like he doesn't have a reputation like that. But I don't think Tayshawn is going out of his way to be Mr. Charismatic individual, and that might be why Trevor thinks he's just a jerk. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Since Chris Livingston's from Akron, signed with Clutch, could this bring LeBron back to our Ooh. side? More side recruiting for Duke a lot, specifically getting Cam Reddish there, for example. Man, great Maybe point, I Dexter. I don't care. I mean, I don't well, think No, but TJ, this could be – Hoover and Shaker in the recruiting scene. But it, what what if that is the the missing link for Kentucky that we've been talking about that we didn't know behind the scenes? Maybe getting Clutch on UK side is a step in the right direction. I 
something has changed. So that, that texter's guess is just as good as anything we've said on this radio show for three or four years. I think the real reason why the gambling bill did not pass is because the horse racing industry is not ready yet. Once the final touches are put on the casinos that are built, currently being built, and will be built, look out, Corbin, the, then sports gambling will be passed. Then the horse racing folks want to force the general public only to be able to gamble through them. And if they have all the infrastructure in place, then and only then will sports gambling pass in Kentucky. So throw the fits and tantrums all you want about senators. But if you want to change, you have to make folks at Churchill and the like feel the pinch. Democrats and Republicans are all beholden to those. That's a big word. These rapscallions. Oh, that's, oh, that's a great word. It is a great word. And they alone hold the power in this state. Um, Yes and no. Don't disagree with really your overall sentiment, but I'm still holding the Republicans absolutely 100% accountable. At the end of the day, they're still the goobers that are that are feeling the squeeze from the horse and horse racing industry. Have a spine and more in reality. Just realize millions and millions of dollars are leaving the state. So who cares what the horse racing industry says? I, I would, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tick them off, and they're going to have fewer races in two years? Oh no. I would also it, it, it uh, more than they than we need them, and that's what these stupid politicians need to remember. I would say too. I think that that argument you have about horse racing, while I don't necessarily think that's wrong, I think it more has to do with just regular gambling because you don't need to have casino infrastructure to have sports gambling. Yeah, but they may still want it. I mean, other states have these stupid things where you got to go to like the local casino to get your account set up. And some places do deposits and withdrawals, like you got to be in person to do it. I have no doubt that whenever Kentucky comes around to this, it's not going to be a smooth, easy process. They'll do something stupid like the Texers insinuate. Yeah, yeah. A texter says, Cats football has their win total at eight in some of the early shops. Would you all take that over? I would take the over. And I, I would feel warm and fuzzy knowing that probably most likely the basement, unless there's an injury or something like that, the basement would be a push. But yes, I would take the over. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you right there. Where um, Will Levis, if if he's healthy for the whole, if Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez are playing the entire season, I feel really good about that. Same. Yeah. Uh, I know the city of Louisville has an unhealthy obsession with French symbolism, but Jurch's supporters, I think they don't lean into the French stuff enough, to be honest with you. But Jurch's supporters really need to read up on what happened the last time a short back egomaniac tried to return from exile. <laughs> did Napoleon well, wear a turtleneck too? They probably did. Uh, it's been a very historic show, if we're being honest. You don't get that everywhere, folks. Anyone with a Twitter should look at the videos. The videos Uber the hat. Look at the videos Uber the hashtag Shanghai and follow what's going on there. Leave your political stance out of it. It's not humane, and to think the media won't even touch what's going on over there makes me sick. The lockdown of over 26 million people is disgusting, and the only thing you're hearing is Ukraine and Russia. Complete BS. And if you don't think that can happen here, you're totally ignorant to reality. Uh, it is. It is like. I mean, it's insane that it is the year 2022. An entire city was just shut down to the point that they put sensors on doors and people are starving. It is. It is wild, Texter. Uh, it's yeah. It's. Um, we don't have the time to really get into that, and people probably wouldn't want to hear it anyways. Yeah. Somebody sent a picture of Bud Light making a Bev Light beer for Patrick Beverly. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Texture says, Roush is a new Trevor when it comes to being late. Wow. Uh, hey, only on Fridays. That's only on Fridays. 
Trevor, he could be late any day of the week. Me, you know, I, I just I had to to patronize our sponsors. What can I say? He, she loved it. She loved it. <laughs> A texter oh, says that was one of the most useless sessions I've seen in years. They accomplished nothing to help any average Kentuckian. Well, now the libraries are, can be run by uh, politicians, so I consider that accomplishment. And then, like again, Republicans have it so easy in this freaking state. But then they had the nerve to be like, will Andy Bashir go down as the most useless legislator, policymaker in Kentucky history? It's like, maybe he will, potentially. But what are you goobers doing? Like, what are you doing for us? You ain't doing squat. It's just so silly. And it's happening here. I, so, oh, man. oh, TJ, can I, can I share something quickly? That's Emmanuel of- quickly? Yes, go ahead. It's kind of sad. Oh. Uh, Malik Cunningham says he was, quote unquote, sick to his stomach when he found out Tyler Harrell was hitting the portal. Also says he tried reaching out to him for two to three days. Um, I guess he didn't get in touch with him, but that he and the oh. team just have to move forward. The dude wouldn't even answer his text. Oh, my gosh. That's Temporary. brutal. Temporary. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, do we need that another- is brutal. We're going to need another call here, Justin. Uh, yeah, I was thinking oh, the same. Wow. I think. Yep. You go ahead and get that set up, and I'll read this text, and we'll uh, go on over. over to the next one. Okay. Lucy seemed to calm down a little bit. Uh, texter says that was the or uh, Thayer and Stivers are likely to be voted out as Roush's to be named AD of Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do what I can. Uh, me and me and Doctor Mark Lynn. We're gonna, we're we're gonna we're gonna co be co-athletic directors. All right, I switched over to this new one, Roush. You should join us as well. Uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says the problem with our state is you have people like my parents who only vote for people who are against abortion. That's all they look for. Also, people just voting straight Republican Party and straight down the Democratic Party. I'm tired of our state at this point and most people in it at this point. Well, then we got to get these people out on their primaries then if we can find a way to do that. The only issue is you got to get people to run. But I will make it my life's goal to make sure people that are against sports gambling, casino gambling, and marijuana that they don't get elected because those are good things for the state and if they care about our state they should want good things for the state a texter says i've gotten a lot better at not worrying about things that i can't control but sports gambling bill situation has me quite frustrated feel the same way this state could really use the money and how the hell is it okay to bet on horses but not a football game in theory we could vote them out but let's be real any of them that want to get reelected will since they've gerrymandered all their districts these men and women are supposed to speak for Kentuckians, but in reality, your opinion better come with a check. It is all just makes me feel helpless. Well said. Well said, Texter. I mean, yeah, it really is like a helpless feeling. And it's just they don't they just don't care is what I think makes it even the most furating of it all is they just don't care. They don't care how, how much money is leaving the state that could help areas all over. We are hurting for cash, everybody. Any amount of money would be good for the Commonwealth. A texter says, yeah, and to thank us for saving them, Michigan sent us the goober Damon Thayer. We should just let all of Michigan burn. Is he from Michigan originally? He is from Michigan. He went to oh, Michigan. Well, I, I don't, that, I, makes, I don't, that makes everything make sense now, TJ. I don't even know what his 
association and ties are to Kentucky. But I sure as hell would love for him to leave the state. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, text, this is a good text. Did Mary Todd get some alone time with A before he went? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. We'll have to ask that. That's we'll have to ask the guy. In our hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, when we go in that room, we walk to the left and we ask. So when you all had to leave the room for alone time with Mary Todd, what what happened? A texter says, John here. Hey, John, how are you, buddy? Morning. Happy Good Friday. You're hearing a rattler in the background. You read this one, Rush. Okay. Um, hey, whatever we can add to the roster, let's do it. I feel like we were in for some great news. The Al freaking came to me in my dreams and gave me visions of cat attacks. <laughs> and championships i'm going to stay positive thanks to the krc crew you guys are great well gotta go happy easter talk to you later happy easter to you too john i hope you have a wonderful service ready to is john a preacher too or just frank i don't know we got a lot of preacher listeners to be honest i know oh yeah oh now i feel bad that i forgot the guy we golf with that was a preacher caleb yes caleb (laughs) is a preacher uh Dylan. Dylan is a preacher. I, I, John maybe does some... I don't He's youth sure, group, right? Yeah, youth That's group, what it yeah. is. That's why I'm getting confused. But, John, I hope you have a wonderful Easter with your family and uh, are, are dressed to the nines on, on Sunday. Hope you enjoy it. A texter says, do you all think Katina jokes are funny? <laughs> uh, they're, I mean, There's any a time and place. Any, yeah, any joke can be funny. So, yeah, you'd have to let one rip, and I would tell you if I laughed or not. But I do think it's funny when U of L fans get mad. Oh, that's funny. Six year joke. It'll be a seven year joke. I promise you that. And then after that, it'll be an eight year joke. And then we'll get to nine and it'll go on and on. Make sure you don't forget Dingus Day for Scoots on yeah. Monday. Mention it in October. We've all slept a bit since then. Off day for me, national holiday. Come on. Woo. Don't you get like four weekend days each week, though? Uh, well, I meant from the radio show. If, I mean, it's Dingus Day. I can't work at all. So, Douglas will be on the board that day. It'll be okay. What, why is Dingus Day Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. It, it might actually be Dingus Day. As our resident oh, Dingus, okay. I get off that day. <laughs> it is I'm Monday, April 18th. <laughs> How dare. That's hilarious. How dare Nick's former rest ex-boss have a drag brunch at a restaurant in the city I don't live in. I'll never go to. Jesus clearly said no drag brunches in the New Testament. <laughs> I mean, people really didn't know that drag brunch. Did they not know drag brunches existed? I, I don't know. I don't, it is I'm funny not... just thinking somebody's like, I'm never going. Well, couldn't you just not go that day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could ever be in that building again, knowing that a bunch of people had fun and danced around and sang and, and, and were cheerful. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Man, some people, folks. Yeah. Uh, a texter sent in. Okay, Lucy. You read this one. <laughs> Lucy squeals once, and it's a gif that says, shut that baby up. Shut, shut that, that baby, baby up. up. You, mean, you mean a gif. A texter says, I can't wait to see TJ on American Greed appraiser or sports stalker or something else. <laughs> I don't watch that show, so uh... reference not for me. Will Satterfield survive another 40-point loss to Kentucky? Uh, it seems like they're pretty thrilled with 40-point losses to Kentucky, so mm-hmm. maybe a lifetime contract in the works. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen, folks. I'm pretty sure I spent more on marijuana taxes in Illinois than I did on Kentucky tax last year. Frankfurt can suck it. <laughs> they're so dumb. I mean, they're just I mean, dumb. It's I like, mean, they make a, he makes a good point. Um, oh, so let's so. just say your regular purchase – 
uh, when you would go to the medical marijuana store, well, let's say it's typically $60 and 10 cents there. Let's just say it's a hundred dollars. And if you're, if you're taxing it at 10%, um, how many purchases is that before it equates how much you pay in state taxes per year? Probably not too much. Yeah. Probably, it, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're right about that. Um, let's keep moving. A texture yeah. says, I met Prince and Cat at March Madness in Des Moines a few years. Oh, this must be Shannon O'Bannon. It is Shannon O'Bannon. A few years back, and they were two of the nicest people. I actually sit around and talk to them for about 15, 20 minutes about UK basketball. Suck it, Trevor. Happy wow. Friday, fellas. Shannon O'Bannon. Good to hear from you, Shannon O'Bannon. That seemed like that Des Moines trip for us losing to freaking Indiana was a great time for you, regardless of the game. That's pretty sweet. That's cool to, to run into those people. Uh, Texter also says, Trevor, he thinks that World War II is close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another text says, Damon Thera likes horse racing and bourbon. That's his only title to this great state. And then another person says, is Damon Thayer secretly a Michigan fan? No, not no, a Michigan is, fan. Is Damon Thayer secretly Michigan, Michigan fan? fan. Oh. Wouldn't, surpri wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. The hilarious part, too, is like Thayer and Stivers and all those goobers. We're freedom-loving Americans, except I get to choose your freedoms. You don't get to choose your freedoms. I know what's best for you. And you're not free to bet on sports, unfortunately. Not in this great state. Everything else? Sure. Why the heck not? Sports? No way. Weed also bad for you as I'm getting hammered on my fifth glass of bourbon tonight. These people are clowns, folks. They are. And it won't be the last time that we bring up their tomfoolery and their buffoonery. Everybody have a great Easter weekend. Thanks for texting into the show all week. Any last words, you two? Man, just uh, happy weekend, you all. Spring is sprung. Enjoy it. Enjoy time with your family. And uh, man, happy NBA playoffs, too. That, that starts tomorrow. And so eat all the candy. Money. All the candy. All the candy. Everybody have a blessed Easter. We'll be back Monday for Dingus Days. This I won't is be Kentucky here. Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Play the white song, come on.